I'm here with uh, Mr. Peter Ackhurst. Uh, he was in Tanzania from 1969 to 1971. Peter, tell me a little bit about uh, about your experience. I was a forester, um, and I worked for the Department of Natural Resources in Tanzania. My wife was a nutritionist and worked for the Ministry of Agriculture. And uh, we just had a wonderful time. It was a it was a great experience uh, um, living there for two years. Tell me some of the what was a typical day like? Well, I uh, lived in Dar es Salaam, so I was in the capital city, and I worked in the forestry department. So it was an office job. I used to go to to the office and uh, and do things on a typical day. But of course, there was lots of safaris, and we traveled out to all the forestry. The, um, the forests around the pro uh, around the country, and uh, it was a great. Um, uh, there was many uh, forestry projects scattered around the country. And so, what did you meet your wife while you were there? No, no, we were married before we went. It was a big, um, a big uh, group of people that went. We left uh, as a group for all of East Africa. There was a chartered um, airplane. There must have been 250 uh, Cuso people all on the plane. Wow. And, uh, but we went to like five countries. We went to Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Zambia, I guess. That's a lot. Yeah. What were some of the, the more memorable things that uh, that you've kind of kept with you? Well, the uh, beauty of the of all of these 250 people was that we got to know them all at the orientation in Montreal, and then when we went to Africa, they scattered out all over these uh, four or five countries, and we were able to go visit them all. Oh, yeah. So it was very good. All of a sudden, we knew 250 people all over East Africa, and uh, they turned all to be good friends. And you st stay in touch with some of them today, I guess. Yes, of course, lots are, who knows where they are, but yes. Yeah, some of them are probably there. here then. Well, we'll see, that's right. What, were there any, what were some of the challenges that you, you came up against? Well, it's just a challenge of uh, working in the third world. It's uh, There's huge um, problems here and there, and everything is not um, the way that you're used to it in, uh, in Canada, all the way from the administrative things where you never got your um, expense accounts paid or um, waiting for an hour at the bank to, uh, to get some money out um, to, uh, to big problems that in the whole Ministry of Natural Resources. Uh, they had no money for this or their trucks were broken down or um, you know, uh, uh, lots of things that, uh, but there's more pluses and minuses to it all. Right, so what, what were the, how did you cope with, with that kind of thing? Oh, I think you just learn to, to um, you slow down and uh, just uh, cope with it all. Um, it, it's, not a, uh, it's not a big problem. You just have to uh, get used to the, the, the speed of the, uh, the job. Yeah, fair enough. So two, two years, what do you feel like you accomplished in that time? Well, I, um, I was really lucky. I, I worked with the forestry department. They planted lots of trees in all these um, forest plantations, and uh, they were just starting to build um, some sawmills and things um, in the forest plantations. And uh, when I went back a couple of years ago, um, Tanzania is now self-sufficient in um, softwood um, forest products. Wow. They don't have to import any 2 by 4s and things um, to their country to build anymore. You can see the trucks on the road um, with lumber. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a huge plus for, their, for the country. Right. And so do they have sort of a sustainable uh, sort of forest stewardship kind of certification? Or... 
or a, a program? I'm not sure about certification, but they are certainly um, sustainable and they manage their these the forest resource um, uh, really quite well. And, and there's maybe 20 of these um, plantation forests scattered around the, the country. Wow. Wow. So what do you do now? I'm a forester. I work in British Columbia. Um, I'm half retired. I, I work for the big forest companies. I work for the BC Forest Service, and I also worked all, all around the world. I worked for the United Nations in Chile. I worked um, with CEDA in Malaysia, and that sort of thing. And how do those experiences compare? Oh, good. But I think uh, CUSO was really a good um, um, basis for all of that because uh, it gave you some. Um, so some background and being able to relate to the to the local people and that sort of thing, whereas some of the United Nations, for example, doesn't relate to the local people very well. Right. Yeah. It's sort of helicopter in, helicopter out. Yes, a little more diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're at their level of work. And was was QSO VSO or was that your your sort of first experience of volunteering uh, in the Global South? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how do, you, how do you feel like that impacted you? Oh, it's um, changed my life for the whole rest of my life. It's just your whole attitude and the way you uh, are concerned about things and the way you look at things. Can you be a little bit more specific? About how it changed my life? Yeah, about uh, how you look at things. What, what, what's different about your, your outlook now? Oh, I think you just um, uh, can replay, um, relate to the, to the poor people of the, of the world and how they, um, how they have to live with uh, no food, no clothes, no um, uh, health care system and uh, social network like uh, that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much tougher. I still get involved with, um, with, with projects. I still uh, I do some Kesso work around the world and I that's Canadian executive services overseas yes yeah yep. and uh, I still um, I just went to I was in Uganda and Tanzania Hello. this year with um, with Rotary and we were doing our um, uh, tree planting project in Uganda oh great what what kinds of what kind of uh, advice would you have for for younger volunteers who are looking to to do something similar Oh, I think you should really, you should just do it. I mean, uh, uh, when you're a young person, you who knows what's going to happen, you just go and do it. Uh, when we when we left to go overseas, we they didn't even, I think my wife had a job. Um, I, my job was still uncertain whether it was going to happen or not, but we went to the orientation and it, and, and it went over there and uh, you know I think it's you, you just learn to um, to cope it's a, it's a very much a broadening um, view of the world I would imagine as well yeah what's what do you think the impact is of 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 sending all of these volunteers to places like this the biggest impact I think is is in our own countries where um, when people come back they can explain what it's really like in the third world countries and, and you do help of course when you're over there but I think it's as much the communication in, in the developed world because the pe- many people in the developed world don't really get it and so it's really about helping us learn and, and change the way that we do things yes is what, can you give me maybe a specific example like what What's something that you feel like has changed about about the way that we can do things here based on some of those experiences? Oh, that's a bit vague. But. Well, I just think that people in Canada, for example, everybody um, thinks they're so badly off, and uh, we, we um, 
really uh, suffered with um, where we are today and uh, we aren't even uh, nowhere near what the people in the third world have to live with so I think that that um, if, if you can just make people in the developed world understand what it's like in the third world that makes a huge difference it's a good piece of advice is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today no I think that uh, VSO is doing a great job and uh, and I think um, they should uh, keep doing as much as they can well thank you very much Peter it was great to talk to you this morning take care